Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Recorded live on <laughs> on Monday, May 9th, and with me is Phil and Suzanne and Lee so far. Sheila's on her way. She emailed, she responded to my email, and so I know she's planning on being here. She's probably driving home right about now, um, and I don't, I don't know if Ivy's still in Belize or not, um, and as far as anybody else, I have no idea who will join us and who will not. So right now, it's just the four of us. Um, Phil, did you do the did you do the reading? Did you do the assignment? Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Okay, I'm using a headset. Loud. Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, awesome. And, and yes, I did do the reading. I have a couple of paragraphs that I circled. Okay. Something that you would like to discuss? Oh, it's not really. I thought we were just discussing uh, things we found interesting in here. Yes, that's what we're doing. So, so which which paragraphs did you circle? Uh, Let me see here. I'm looking right now. Apparently, I only circled one, (laughs) and it's the very last paragraph of chapter five on page 106 about group work. Right. I was just wondering if that was something that we were going to attempt. Hmm. So group work can also be helpful for intensifying the light of your presence. Well, I think that's what we're doing. I mean, uh, a a, a group of people coming together in a state of presence generates a collective energy field of great intensity. It not only raises the degree of presence of each member of the group, but also helps to free the collective human consciousness from its current state of mind dominance. This will make the state of presence increasingly more accessible to individuals. However, unless at least one member of the group is already firmly established in it and thus can hold the energy frequency of that state, the egoic mind can easily reassert itself and sabotage the group's endeavors. Although group work is invaluable, it is not enough, and you must not come to depend on it, nor must you come to depend on a teacher. See, that's the, the, that last sentence is what I have circled. Nor must you come to depend on a teacher or a master except during the transitional period when you are learning the meaning and practice of presence. So as far as group work, I mean, for, from my perspective and my thought on the subject is just doing a group study of the book, that was, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea is to get each of us together because if, if, I feel that as we're discussing the material, we're in it. 
Mm-hmm. And we're each, as we're each sharing our understanding of the material, the, the, all of us as a group get a better, deeper understanding of the material. That's, that's my feeling on the subject. Anybody else have any other thoughts? I, I just didn't think about it that way. I was just, <clears throat> when, I, when I think about a group, I think about people getting together in one place and talking about it or whatever. I didn't think about what we're doing as a group, but I guess you're right. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. And being together in person um, is is powerful, but I don't I don't know how much study of quantum physics you've done. <laughs> I, I love, Not a <laughs> I love quantum physics, and and one of the tenets of quantum physics physics is that we are we're all together. We're we already are in in the same. Even we could be on the other side of the world from each other, but if we're when we're thinking of one another, when we're in one another's one another's presence, whether through Skype or on the phone, we are occupy, occupying the same space. Yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. Is that helpful, Phil? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> Lee, what do you think? Did uh, you mute I yourself? I, oh, I do. Yeah, well, I, I was I was driving, but um, yeah, in case I cough or something, I want to share that with everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, the group the group thing for me, um, my understanding of that is well, when when he said not to rely on it, um, we have a tendency. Some some of us may have a tendency to uh, depend on someone else for our 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 strength or our whatever. So I think I, that's what I took from part of at least what I took from that. Is to not uh, not rely on having to go somewhere to do something. You just you do it where you are, and you are what you are. And you know, you you uh, earlier in the chapter or later in the chapter, somewhere in the chapter, I'm not sure. Uh, I talked about feeling your body and feeling your energy in your body and stuff like that. It, it's it's kind of cool to do that in a group setting because it's collective energy. You know, we all if we're chanting or <clears throat> meditating about something or you know, participating in something, we're collective, and, and it makes it really strong. Like if you're doing um, uh, chakra clearing or balancing or that kind of stuff, you know, everybody thinking and concentrating and meditating and doing the same thing just gives it more energy, and that's cool, and it's a cool feeling. Um, mm-hmm. But my understanding of the group thing is to just to not to rely uh, on, like if you're an addict or an alcoholic or whatever, you don't rely solely on your your program your aa stuff or your meetings for you to stay you do stuff on your own and you grow on your own so that's that's kind of my take on the on the group part of it uh i love the group part though and i get the quantum thing uh it's interesting how that works I, there's a book by uh pam grout called e squared that has different uh-huh. nine experiments yeah you know that one yeah and, yeah. and you know i i remember when i when i first did those experiments i have a, a cousin in philadelphia and i was thinking for her to text me or contact me some way, it was within the hour she texted me. You know, it's just a connection. So that that's a pretty cool thing, and we're obviously we're doing that here. You know, we we have uh, we have our connection, and once we have our, I think I understand this type of connection. I understand us to be one, and he talks, you know, totally talks about that in the chapter two, uh, being being one thing. Um, but having the kind of connection that we have here. Uh, I think that will always be, no matter where we are. That's, that's right. the thoughts I have. 
that's I I agree wholeheartedly. And um, my take on the on the uh, on the nor must you come. I'm going to read that sentence again. Hi, Gail. Gail's in the chat. Everybody say hello. Hi, Gail. <laughs> um, nor must you come to depend on a teacher or a master except during the transitional period when you are learning the meaning and practice of presence. Um, I, I, what I get from that is um, not to depend on a guru or, you know, uh, like there are a lot of there are a lot of um, people who hire a like a life coach and then attach themselves to the life coach and depend on the life coach to always be there and you know to basically be at their beck and call kind of thing and and it, I've I've witnessed it and I've had clients do this it's like I finally had to say you don't need me for this you already know you you know the material you have the tools you can apply them in your life without depending upon me to guide you through how to do that do it in your own way um, and so that's you know that's for coming from the from the coach side of it, um, it's it's it bothers me when when a client depends on me fully, to like I they need me there for every decision that they ever make, and it's like you can do this, <laughs> you don't need me for this. And I used to when I first came into the new thought understanding. Um, I carried Mary Madden Morrissey's book, Building Your Field of Dreams, around with me for 18 months. She didn't even know who I was. But she was my mentor for that entire 18 months. Um, and and I depended on that book so much so, I, I used it so much that I basically learned it by heart. And then I felt you know, as I got better at it, I felt more confident in applying the principles that she teaches and started, you know, basically standing on my own two feet as I applied the principles. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one, of the, one of the things that um, I stipulate when somebody hires me is, you know, the, the idea is for you to get good enough at this and confident enough at this that, you know, the, the student bypasses the teacher kind of thing. Um, and I try to make that really clear. Um, you know, Sandy, and some people do that with therapists, like they, you know, go to therapy like forever and ever and ever. And... Um, that that is definitely a problem, and I I have this thing about having a guru. I'm I'm just I'm very resistant to that. Um, and something about you know I do participate in some Buddhist type of things online, but mm-hmm. there's so much talk about you know having your teacher, and you know it's like everybody's you know got a teacher kind of thing. 
it kind of bothers me, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. Well, in the reading, hang on, let me find it. I believe I highlighted it because it was so interesting to me. I I love how um, Eckhart is not with any particular denomination, you know, Mm -hmm. anything, because that's that's where I've kind of been my whole life. It's just, you know, have it be my own thing. Not that I'm in... the presence and everything, but it's like I've always had, I've been to a lot of different types of churches, and I've always just had my own beliefs and but resistant to. Here it is on page 103. There is nothing personal in this. I am not teaching you. You are consciousness, and you are listening to yourself. There is an Eastern saying and this is in quotes, the teacher and the taught together create the teaching. And I love that. Mm. (laughs) The teacher and the taught together create the teaching. Okay, Um, Gail has typed into the chat. I'm going to read out loud what she has to say. Uh, She says, hi, everyone. I... I had a question, too, about group participation in a program such as Al-Anon that is helpful initially with those affected with obsessive thinking. But then after a while, being in a group as such could keep you stuck in that pattern with those afflicted with obsessive thinking and putting others first. How does one know when it's time to leave a group and practice more of the power of now principles? It would seem... Keep going would keep you in the pattern. Oh, um, well, that's where I say listen to yourself because you know. You know. If if it's feeling like that, I don't know if you're talking about yourself or someone else, but I'm I'm going to speak to you as if you're talking about yourself um, just for the sake of ease. If you're feeling that, then... I would, how does this sound to you? Take a step back. You don't have to leave completely, but take a step back and see how it feels. And if it feels, you can tell the difference. You can tell, Gail, you understand energy. You know if it feels constrictive or if it feels like you're just getting caught up in in a new pattern that you will end up obsessing about. You know you're strong enough to do this. And there's a reason that this book study came into your experience at this time. And I would start there. There's a reason this material came into your experience right now. There's a reason that I I can't remember if you had read it before or not. There's a reason that this particular study came into your awareness Okay, she says, oh, I love that line. I have it highlighted. Yes, that's exactly what I've been feeling and doing lately. I've pulled away. Okay, so your question has been answered. (laughs) Does anybody else have any other thoughts on that? Um, This is Lee. I actually have quite a bit of experience with 12-step stuff being a recovered person myself 
and currently active in counseling and teaching other people. Uh, long story, but I, I am still active with stuff. It's not AA, but other stuff. Um, and my experience was, since I've got you know, a lot of years now of that, um, was after a little while, I got kind of tired of the same old thing happening, the same old, same old. It was annoying to me, but that was part of my process. And now after having some time behind that or past that, uh, I've recognized that that was just that, just part of the process. And I wouldn't say I've come full circle with by any means, but I understand it now as being part of the process. And what that did for me was it forced me or pushed me or guided me, directed me, however you look at it, into looking at other things. But I didn't discard what I had from my 12-step stuff. I didn't discard that. It enhanced it. And because the 12 steps are awesome, any, I, I think anybody can benefit from that, the AA 12 steps, any kind of re- anything recovery. So <clears throat> understanding that for me, um, I got tired of people saying the same old thing, regurgitating things. I wanted more. And people like us want more. And that sort of forced me to go out and experiment with, um, you know, other readings and teachings and, and so on. And, but I didn't discard it. I tried to in the beginning, but as it worked out, I didn't discard it. So no one's asking me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage anybody to completely abandon that. I, I would just look at it, like, kind of like what you said, uh, sit, pick, step back and take a look at it um, and, and see, see what's there, see what's there. I'll leave that. Awesome, awesome. She says, yes, I love that, Lee. Thank you. I love all the readings. It's the meetings and listening to the same old thing. Yes. She wanted more, so. And she, and you know, we are a group of people who recognize that we want more. And some people aren't haven't reached that understanding of themselves yet. I think. So. How many of you get my newsletter? Or, how, or should I say, those of you who get my newsletter, have any of you read it? Because I sent it out Sunday evening. Uh, I think I did. Tell me what it was about. I forget. The gap. About So there's a, there's a paragraph on page 97. The wider the time gap between perception and thought, the more depth there is to you as a human being, which is to say the more conscious you are. And um, I loved that so much that I started practicing it like last Wednesday deliberately. Okay, so I'm, I'm observing this particular thing. I'm observing it. I'm perceiving it. I'm going to hold off on having a thought about it. At the beginning of this reading, on the first page, uh, try a little experiment. Close your eyes and say to yourself, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Then become very alert and wait for the next thought. Be like a cat watching a mouse hole. <laughs> what thought is going to come out of the mouse hole? Um, so I, I was doing that just because it's fun. It's fun. It, that is a fun <laughs> game to play, when you, especially for me, if I find myself stressing out about something, you know, okay, so it's time to suspend all thought, 
and go into that exercise and play the little game and wait to see what's going to come through the mouse hole. And whatever does show up is always something that's my choice to think. So I took it, you know, a little farther with this, the wider the time gap thing Mm -hmm. um, and doing it deliberately while while driving and while drafting and while observing my coworkers. And um, so just observing, perceiving, recognizing that I'm perceiving whatever's going on through my own filters, through my own personal belief system, I'm not obligated to think anything about anything. So if somebody cuts me off in traffic, I used to feel like I'm supposed to think something about this. And for a very long time, it was, what a jerk, or what an asshole, or and then it was like, that does not feel good to me. So I started deliberately making up, you know, either a fun story or a story that um, would cause me to feel compassion for somebody who's driving like an ass instead of anger. and so now it's like, uh, Kate's here. So now, hi, Kate. Hello. Sorry, um, I'm late. That's all right. <laughs> so this, oh, during this last week, I've been doing it deliberately. Okay, I'm, I'm perceiving this. I get to choose whether or not I think anything in the first place. And oftentimes... I'm able to let go of things just like that that normally I would have chewed on in my mind for a while or tried to rationalize or or you know justify I mean judge and and all that kind of stuff. So it's been fun. It's been um an experience. I'm not all that good at it. You know, stuff takes practice. So, so it's a matter of, you know, when I remember to do it, um, it's very empowering. And it's very freeing to not feel, you know, I, I, I understand what Tolly means when he says that compulsive thinking is like an addiction. You know, we're, because we're so brought, we're brought up to be, you know, to have a lot of mind activity going on. And activity in the mind is not the same thing as really thinking. And then taking that a step further, choosing not to think anything about something that is actually a total non-issue is very freeing. Any thoughts? (laughs) And I, I saw that I did not open that newsletter. I missed that, and it looked it looked great. And I'm glad that you focused on that. I'll read it again. Um, <laughs> bite. Something at the very at the very beginning of the reading this time was talking about. Um, I found it first before I start babbling here. Um, <clears throat> that. Um, it was during waiting for the thoughts. Um, yeah, go ahead, and I, I'll find it. 
Okay, while she finds it, does anybody else, does anybody have anything specific? Kate, you just joined us. Do you have anything specific you would like to discuss? You notice the gap I created there? (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) I haven't gotten to read that newsletter yet. (laughs) I observed an example of being in the now the other day. It was my roommate's dog. Mm. This dog was chewing on a bone and couldn't care what else was going on around him. He was just, she was just getting into that bone. And when I saw that, this, that dog is in the, in the now. He's, that's all he's concerned about is just the now, right now. And it just, I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of a lesson. I don't know if you can get lessons from dogs, but. Oh, sure you can. <laughs> Lessons just like that. <laughs> I get lessons from Zelly every day. Zelly is all the time. Just so everybody knows. Yeah. When she talks when she talks about Zelly, she's talking about her her cat. I should post a picture of him. <laughs> How was your week, Kate? Interesting. Interesting in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Learning how to try to refocus my brain is oh, good. a challenge. Good. It is, but it's so worth it. You know, I had that happen today because I got blown off by my boss twice. What time we had on the calendar since last week. So that was... So, so you, you did you retrain yourself... Did you respond in a different way, different way from what you normally would have? I did. I went to YouTube and I turned on um, beach sounds, and I calmed myself down. Oh, good. So it was it. I was still really frustrated. I'm still feeling the frustration of it, but mm-hmm. I did something but, new. Awesome, and you're not so, so much. Of, you're not. You're not so much a victim of it as you would have been before. Yep. And that is awesome for you. Thank you. You're welcome. And then I found out last week I get a, I think, a very big raise. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You've been doing your prosperity work lately, so congratulations. Here comes some proof. Here comes some proof that doing the work really works. Yes. And we, I work in accounts payable in finance, for those of you that don't know. For um, I don't know if Providence is down in Arizona. I don't think so. They're very big in California and Oregon. Yeah. They're very prominent there. Mm-hmm. And I actually got my way in a roundabout way. <laughs> well, I processed the with their summary invoices, which has a list of invoices on there. It's kind of like a mini statement. And we were getting both the summary and the individual invoices. So we had all these double payments. Well, I don't know how, but the director of finance got involved. And all of a sudden, (laughs) 
we get our discounts <laughs> that we weren't getting before. Nice. And so now that she's involved, I actually have someone who, besides my manager, will get involved if I need them to, oh, if there's a problem. So but when I so so let me ask you this: before, you know, uh, there's probably not a not a need to go into a bunch of detail, um, mm-hmm. because uh, so just I know that you're familiar with the teachings of Abraham, yeah, and you've been you've been reading my books for a couple of years now. Yes, um, I actually pulled out Choose Your Universe today. Awesome! <laughs> I awesome. did. So, so can you can you can you see this current shift in your in your circumstance as evidence that you've been doing the work doing the inner work because it is yes good so I can. okay good then your assignment is to keep that foremost in your mind and give yourself that credit and I have not been giving myself the credit. I know. I know you. So that's why I said that. That's why I said that. Give yourself some give yourself that credit because you deserve it. You have been doing the work and now the evidence is showing up in your circumstances because that's how it works. Um uh Gail Oh, she says, "Hi Phil, I get lessons all the time from Tiger." <laughs> uh oh, who'd we lose? Okay, Sheila's here. I'm here. I'm, Hello. I'm here. All right. And that's Phil. Yes, Suzanne's here. Yes. Okay, then we lost Lee. Maybe oh, he'll call. He'll oh, maybe that's him right there. He must have got booted. Hello. Is that you, Lee? Yeah, I got kicked off, so no. Okay. Well, welcome back. <laughs> so, um, does anybody else? I mean, I have all sorts of stuff highlighted in this okay. material. Um, I, found, I found what I was trying to Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. It's actually on, on the top of page 94. Um, okay. And, you know, we were already talking about this, but this certain wording... Um, as long as you are in a state of intense present, you are free of thought. You are still yet highly alert. This is hard for me to put all this, make this like, make it be true because I feel like mm. alert. You're like really focused, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the instant your conscious attention sinks below a certain level, thought rushes in, and the mental noise returns. The stillness is lost. You're back in time. Um, I guess I'm just like trying to like really um, integrate that. Um, I kind of get it, but some the, this thing is just so against what my paradigm is that it's it's I've got to pop it some more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> I got that expression. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was, that was what uh, I was trying to find. 
Okay. So I like the next paragraph down where, because he gives, that's a really good description yeah. of, uh, you know, that that's what caught my attention about it, to test the, the degree of, the, of presence. Some Zen masters have been known to creep up on their students from behind and suddenly hit them with a stick. <laughs> if the student has been fully present and in a state of alertness, if he had kept his loin girded and his lamp burning, which is one of the analogies that Jesus uses for presence, mm-hmm. he would have noticed the master coming up from behind and stopped him or stepped aside. But if he were hit, that would mean that he was immersed in thought, which is to say absent or unconscious. And, to stay present. Would, I'm sorry. Just, I, just want, I, the, I have the next one highlighted and circled. To stay present in everyday life, it helps to be deeply rooted within yourself. Otherwise, the mind, which has incredible momentum, will drag you along like a wild river. Have any of us been experiencing that lately? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know I have. Because it seems like the more I get into this material, the more my mind rebels, which, you know, thank you, universe, for this opportunity to practice. Um, when I recognize that it has an opportunity to practice, um, and then at other times I just choose to feel frustrated. You know, it's like, this is hard. I'm, I'm going to let myself feel frustrated right now and forget being present. <laughs> um. And what I was going to say, Sandy, this is Suzanne, um, mm-hmm. what what I remember most about when Eckhart and Oprah were on their, their webcast together a while back, on that was on A New Earth, um, he talked about that um, being so aware that you like would have an awareness like all around you, mm-hmm. which would be like what the Zen, you know, the the person, the, you know, yes, the same idea. And that really, that really stood out to me. And it's been years ago, and that's like one of the things he said that most stood out to me. So, so I, I guess. You know, you can be really, really aware and still be empty. Oh, are, are you looking at it as empty? Well, it is kind of empty, like empty of thought, but full of presence. Okay, there you go. Because I, 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 empty is not a word, is not my word of choice to describe it. Yeah, it's... I think I'm saying it because it's like, because this, that's what my um, ego is saying. Well, it doesn't make sense because, you know, it sounds like you're supposed to be empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's where that came from. And um, it's so I just need to keep being with that material and let it integrate and and keep practicing with, you know, Noticing the gap when it's there. Yes. Even, even though I, I can't notice it because then I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but you can de- you can deliberately create it, and that and when you deliberately create it, you are standing in fully in presence, which means which means clear of thought rather than empty. Right. Of thought. Yeah. So 
Yeah, clear. Seems like. I like that. I write that in the margin. This seems like something that you're drawn to and that you will benefit from practicing. Mm-hmm. I was trying okay. to find it out today, you know, but waiting for the next thought. And to me, it seemed like it came pretty fast. and was it something that you chose to think or was it something that just popped down in your face randomly was it it a random thing it just you know it just appeared Mm. you're getting it and you've done this before right you've read this material before I haven't actually studied the most oh, of now. No. Okay. Okay. No, I, so I feel like I've been aware of a lot of his philosophy, but I've never really studied this book. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you are. I'm happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm um, glad that we're doing it on the phone because I can continue to do it throughout. Yes. The I was going to ask if you were going to if you're going to continue when you're not in town. Oh yeah. Probably probably maybe not when you're in Italy. Well, that's not <laughs> But well, we'll be that's we'll be well done. We'll be yeah, we'll be done by that. So um Gail has posted a question. Can you speak about page 111 about compulsive thinking being oh, I have page page 111 is like my favorite page in this whole entire read entire section um, about compulsive thinking being a collective disease and to, to pages 113 well weren't we supposed to stop at the bottom of page 111 yeah yes so I haven't actually gotten to page 112 or 113 because I stopped at the bottom of page 11 but I'm happy to talk about that um, she says she's been doing more body-centered meditations that root and anchor her into herself and the earth. Do do any of us do anything like that that we can share? Um, I just do, well, something that I do that I find helpful because I lived for so many years being abused that I have only recently begun to learn how to actually be fully present in my body because it, it's never been safe for me to be present in my body before. Um, and it's actually the first time I read this book was basically my first introduction to the idea that I hadn't been so something that I do that I find very helpful is I put my awareness in the bottom of my feet, especially if I'm walking. I put all of my awareness in the bottom of my feet. And I can, I, it's like, I, I don't know how to really articulate this. It's kind of like I, when I do that, you know, because we feel like our mind is in the area of our head. So when I put my awareness in the bottom of my feet, it's like I'm pulling my energy into my whole body. And, and it's, it, it's, I mean, it's just an imaginal thing that I know of. But I find it helpful 
doing it that way to give myself a feeling of being able to recognize the life energy in my whole body. Please tell me that made sense. Made sense sense to me. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Can can I share something that I do? Yes, please. Uh, And and I'm going to add this because I think it's as important as anything is. Um, if, If we want to make a change, we have to do it consistently over a long period of time. Like driving a car is pretty much a subconscious act for us now, right? But when we first got behind the wheel, when we were however old we were, uh, mm-hmm. we were terrified. Now we just get in and go. So it's not a big deal. But it's taken, take, took some time for that. So the, the, one of the things, one of the um, meditations that I do is they call it a mindfulness meditation. You can, you can look at that stuff on, on YouTube. If you have like a Roku or something, you can watch it or listen to it on your TV or just look on your computer or, or phone. Um, but there's a, a website or a group. It's, it's the uh, the Honest Guys, and there's millions. They they probably have I bet they have 500 different meditations on there, and you can pick the ones you like. Anyway, one of, one of the ones that they do that I use um, every morning as part of my ritual is I, as I'm laying there in bed, uh, I, I visualize or I think I, I become aware of my the tips of my fingers, you know, my hand all the way. I just go all the way up my arm and all that, and then I feel like my hair on my, my neck or uh, the covers or, you know, where my indentation, you just become incredibly aware of what, the things that what I do is you become aware of what, where my body is, and, and then after I do that, that takes just, you know, two, three minutes, whatever, and then I look around the room and I see all the things in my room. I'm still in the bedroom, and I, there's so much here, and you look around, you see colors that you didn't notice, but if you know, unless we're looking for everything red, we're not going to see everything red. But as soon as we look for everything red, there it is. And there's a whole bunch of it. So that's just a, a simple little, call a mindfulness uh, meditation that helps me. But I, I, I stress, again, you got to do it every day. And you got to do it for a long period of time. And you can actually do that sitting at your desk and if you're working somewhere, uh, maybe not driving in your car, but, you know, somewhere where you're just sitting. And just sort of practice that throughout the day. It takes a minute or two. And, and after a while, it just becomes part of what you do. You remember it, you do it, and you're present more often. And that, that's something that's helped me a lot. Awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> Anybody else? Yeah, Sandy, it's Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Um, hi. On um, page 103 at the bottom, he talks about silence is an even more potent carrier of presence. <clears throat> Uh, basically, even if there is a noise, there is always some silence underneath and in between the sounds. What, when I read this whole paragraph, it immediately took me back to Flagstaff where I grew up in the Pines. And for those of you who have lived in the Pines for any length of time anywhere, you know the sound that you hear when the wind is blowing in the top of the Pines? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's beautiful, it's soothing, and you're just in nature. And the other thing was I I had my own horse when I was a teenager up there, and I would ride in the woods by myself for hours and just being in nature, and it was still, it was quiet. And I, thinking back, I was really tuned in to the present at that time and didn't realize it. 
And it's just, it was very comforting. And just being in nature, and you talk about, you know, in your, the presence in your feet, it's very similar, I think, if you're just in nature itself to begin with, away from the city. Just go, go on a hike somewhere with friends. Don't talk. Just go. And um, to me, that's very calming. It's, it's uh, very centering to me. And I don't know, maybe that would help others to try that. And Sheila, this is Suzanne, and what I was thinking of was nature as well, a little different. Um, I live by, you know, a little artificial lake that has ducks and geese and other waterfowl, and every morning I go and walk around there and, and just looking at the water and um, and the all the nature, you know, the wildlife, uh, just really, it just centers me very much. It's like now I can't imagine starting my day without it. I'm going to miss my little lake, even though I wouldn't like it when it's 100 degrees anyway. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really, I've never, I've lived here for a really long time and I've never gotten into this habit before. And it just feels, I'm just so drawn to it. And then I sit for a while after my walk and um, do my readings and, and journal a little bit while I'm looking at the water and maybe the ducks or whatever. Nature is definitely for me. And mm-hmm. well, you know, different type of nature, but it's that's some urban nature. Urban <laughs> nature. <laughs> you, um, you do that too, don't you? Lee, are you there? Lee gone? How did we lose him again? No, 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 I was muted and I was away from my phone. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening, but I was just walking around and my phone was pretty far from me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, the ducks and stuff, that's cool. It's fun to watch them, isn't it? Watch the ducks do their thing. Like you watch a mommy and a daddy duck and they're doing whatever they do and they're flopping around and and, you know, daddy duck's looking out for mommy duck and daddy, another daddy duck comes over and one daddy duck chases the other one away. I mean, it's really fun. You're really present when that's when that's going on. It's cool. Mm-hmm. The geese are really wild. It's like I've got lots of geese more than ducks here. and They're, they're just hysterical. Funny. I, I, I feel blessed to have this giant tree right outside my office window. And the roadrunners and the bunnies and the lots of quail and now lots of baby quail running around out here. Oh, I love that. Um, So let me just share what Gail has typed into the chat. Uh, Going back to you, Lee, she said, yes, Lee, I love that. Thank you. I've been, I started to send light and breathe into all aspects of my body and even talk to my cells is something that Gail is doing. She also says, yes, Sheila, just being in nature, listening to birds, wind, anchors me too. Thanks, everyone, for sharing. Well, Very so, cool, and for Gail. myself, I love that time, as you all probably know. I know I know. those of you who were with me in Successfully Midair in the book study know I want to move back to the Pacific Northwest. I miss my forest. I miss my forest. And I and that 
sound is one of the things that I miss the most. And I actually have a I have an hour long recording of just forest sounds. How about the sound that, of normal falls? Oh, uh, yeah. Don't get me started. When you go up the Columbia River Gorge, there's a bunch of different waterfalls. Oh. And one of them is called Multnomah Falls. It's a that huge is. waterfall. It's it, gorgeous. It is. And and any, uh, those of you who are my friends on Facebook, I think you all are, you've probably seen people post pictures and videos of Multnomah Falls on my profile yes. all the time because everybody knows that that's my favorite place on the planet. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we only have 10 minutes left. Does anybody have anything pressing um, that you would like to discuss? What about on page 110? The body that you can see and touch cannot take you into being, but that visible and tangible body is only an outer shell or rather a limited and distorted perception of a deeper reality. In your natural state of connectedness with being, this deeper reality can be felt every moment as the invisible inner body, the animating presence within you. So to inhabit the body is to feel the body from within, to feel the life inside the body, and thereby come to know that you are beyond the outer form. Okay, that is a perfect articulation of what I said I didn't know how to articulate. (laughs) yeah so that's exactly what it feels like when i'm doing that whole you know putting my awareness in my feet thing yeah and what else anything else there's so much in this material that every sentence is worth having a conversation about. You're right. There's a lot. Eternity, of course, this is on page 104, eternity, of course, does not mean endless time, but no time. That one caught my attention the first time I read it in 2011, that sentence really caught my attention. Gave talking about whole... the existence of God, God this talking... got here before, or if, I, I, I remember that. I was when God, he was saying, like God, if, if God were to say when he was asked, who shall I say, Sammy, Moses, he said, I am that I am. If he would have said, I, I was, I've always been here, then that's time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I am that I am. In no time. Love that. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. What else? Okay, Kate, this is for you. Okay. There's another, uh, this is another um, bit of evidence for you. If you are drawn to an enlightened teacher or if you are drawn to a group like this, it is because there is already enough presence in you to recognize presence in another. Okay. So 
there's that's just another bit of encouragement to give yourself that credit because you're doing the work and it's working. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And I'm noticing when I'm balling up emotions and stuff and putting it somewhere in my body too. Oh, that's a great thing to notice. And so, are you are you do are you disciplining yourself to do something other than that? Yes. Good. And it is taking a lot of work for that. But it's worth it. It is. Well, that's a big deal for you, too. Yeah. Awesome. Because I had a bunch of new pain over the weekend, so stuff I had never felt before. So I know I was doing something. So I, Jen, I have a twin, Jen, and she always says, well, why don't you talk to it? I'm like, okay, what are you then she explained to me, if you ask it what it's trying to tell you, it will tell you. In some way, shape, or form, it will tell you. Mm-hmm. So. That, so I take it you are giving that a try? I am giving that a try. Good for you. <laughs> That's awesome, Kate. Well, it's, it's exhausting living in pain. It is. It, it's it is. not worth it. Well, I'm so impressed. <laughs> okay, so we're uh we're at seven twenty five. Um I will, as always, send out that email with the with next week's assignment. Um I don't have it up in front of my face, so I'm not gonna say it in the recording. Um, uh, I do want to say hello to Mary. I don't think we've said that. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Mary. She's she's at work right now. She always listens to the recording. So, hi, Mary. Um, And uh, what else? So, I will will send out the email with the assignment. I will also post it in the Facebook group. Um, As always, Mm -hmm. if, if, if anybody feels like sending a little love offering my way, that would be fantastic and and greatly um gratefully accepted. Um does anybody have any last minute thoughts? No. Okay then I'm gonna go take a pain pill because I'm dying here. Oh I hope so, you feel better. Oh, thank Feel you. better. I will. Sheila, I'll see you at work tomorrow. Yep. Um, and I love you all. And love I'll you talk to you next Monday. All right. Have, have, an awesome, have an awesome week, everyone. Thank you, you Sandy. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.